12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call a second quickly, Origi! Yeah! 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 Wow. All right. Welcome back. Um, first episode of Long Balls Podcast in almost a year. We're here with Tyler, Ryan, and special guest, Ben Mayhew, Tyler's brother. Happy that's my tag. Tyler's welcome, brother. Welcome. <laughs> that, that is what your contact is in my yeah. phone, as it has been that way. No way. <laughs> since, like, like, how long has that wow. been? Like, eight years? Perfect. <laughs> Happy to be here. Wow. I, I forget i literally i was texting ben and i was like i started typing in ben into my phone i was like wait that's not what his contact name is <laughs> but is it right, in parentheses um, no it just says tyler's brother <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um all right we're back because it's the world cup um so much excitement probably the most corrupt world cup ever um i guess you know i don't even know if i should say that i don't know how those ones in like the 1940s happened like there was definitely oh, some yeah. the table there yeah no uh, but pure pure numbers wise no question <laughs> that, the, that, i mean yeah the quantity of money <laughs> yeah. yeah um but we'll touch on all that but uh, you know what i don't know any other better place to start besides just going into group a right yes. netherlands senegal qatar and ecuador um any opening thoughts? Well, we've got a consensus here. At, yeah, uh... so we did. We do have a consensus. Our consensus is the Netherlands won. Uh, Qatar and Ecuador, we had tied for two. I put Qatar through on our consensus just because they're the host. Um, every other tie, I pushed through the team that was ranked higher. Oh, snap. Both Tyler and Ben picked Ecuador to get second in the group. Yeah, I did that purely off of Mane getting injured. Um, yes, and we have Senegal fourth. Um, I think had Mane not been ruled out, Senegal would have finished second. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned why you guys have Qatar at 2.75 consensus ranking. That that's well, for the group. Yeah. yeah, I have them. I have them three because I think that there's going to be some. There's a host boost. There has to be a host yes, boost. Yes, They're always they will yeah. be buzzing. They will be buzzing first week, will. first team for sure. Um, there's also reports that they already tried to bribe the Ecuadorian players. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, crazy. They paid endless amounts of money to get this World Cup. There's no doubt in my mind that money has been exchanged under the table. And so really the argument for Qatar second and to get out of the group, the main argument, the sporting reason, right, is that none of their players have played in their league. Um, they've literally just been preparing the last three months for this tournament. Yeah. I don't think it's a good thing. It's, so like, you could say, so much... it's debatable. I think a month preparation, then maybe that's okay. But when you talk about three months, that time span is way too much. You're so, gonna have that you don't have that competitiveness, and you can try to stay fit as long as you want, but not playing in a real match. It's totally different. I think their fitness levels are gonna be down. I disagree. Um, I just don't think the focus is gonna be there. The fitness levels, I think I'm least worried about Qatar out of any, any team in the tournament. 
Yeah. You can argue that I they agree. have they might not be sharp for like match sharpness. Yeah. But they're every single player on that roster plays in the Qatari league. They are used to this heat. No yeah, one else besides arguably Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, um, I was gonna bring that up too. I mean, they they this is gonna be a they're gonna be playing really late in the evening too. I mean, the US plays at like 10 o'clock each game, which is something we can get to. Um, but like this is gonna be very weird for anybody who doesn't play in Qatar. There's just going to be something that they're that, like these intangibles that they're going to pick up on, yeah. like especially the heat. And not to mention the only host to not make it out of the group was South Africa. And they were in an absolutely loaded group and still finished third ahead of France. Has any actual terrible country ever hosted them? That's also a good point. point. That's um, a good I think point. South Africa is the closest to them <laughs> as far as a skill level. But, uh, U.S. maybe in the in the nineties. Um, no, the U.S. in the nineties was not that bad of a team. No, 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 still better. But I'm still better. I'm just trying to like. Yeah, I don't know how um, good that South Korea team was in 2002. All I know is that they just got they, aided they by the refs. Well. Yes. Um. But like the one thing we do agree on in this group is that the Netherlands should roll. Yes, I completely. Yeah. Um, they should have no problems, especially without Mane. Senegal don't score goals. Um, look at African Africa Cup of Nations. They scored, I think, two goals in the group stage of that tournament against teams that are very bad. Um, Ecuador, another team that does not score goals. And if you look at their home and away splits, it's drastic. They play so much better at home. Um, hmm. And then Qatar, a team that will struggle to score, not by choice, um, but they do play a back five. I think a lot of these will be low-scoring games except the games the Netherlands are in. Yeah, I agree. And I want to note, I have been seeing a lot of people call Netherlands their dark horse teams. I don't think Netherlands is a dark horse team. They're just legitimately good. If you look at their roster, they have a squad. And I, I think I it's just respectful to call them dark I, horses. They so I think horse. it's like dark horse because they're not in like the top five you would expect to win. Yeah. But I think they're right behind yeah. there. And they're currently like at 11 to 1 to win. I don't think that quantifies as a dark horse per se. But uh, maybe a dark horse to win, but not a dark horse to go far. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. That's fair. All right, let's go to Group B, our home group, right? England, USA, Wales, Iran. Um, we have them in that order, consensus-wise. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, all jokes aside, England should win this group easily. Yes. That See, being said, no. the U.S. has a, we're live to win the group. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's three teams that are live to win this group. No, I really think no. that w- – okay. Okay. I think Wales can win this group. I don't think they will, obviously. But because of the way that – I just think that each of these teams are very unpredictable. And I think Iran actually can give a game in some of these. So there could mm-hmm. be a draw possibility there for England or the, the U.S. where it could shake up the points in a really weird way. I think this is probably going to be a low-point winning uh, winner. Like I don't see, yes, Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say seven. I think seven wins it. You think so, England gets two wins and a draw? I think two draw. wins and a draw will be. Look, one. hear me out. Ideally, USA, we beat Wales. Um, we kind of have to put up like two or three goals. Yeah. To be able to win the yeah. game, is and then the next result, you need to tie England. Minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to go out here and say we're going to beat England. We just need to tie. Very live. England only scored two goals in the group stage of the Euros last time. Um, Southgate, for some reason, refuses to play an attacking style, which yeah. is bad for me. Look at the players he has. They could be so much so much better. 
Um, there's no I indication think, he's going to switch it up based yeah, I mean, off of any of the... Yeah. This, world, this World Cup, I mean, the, their defense is definitely a little shaky, so you would understand him at wanting more stability. Um, and then we have to beat Iran those, to finish on seven points to win the group. The thing is, England and Wales, that's a rivalry. Yeah. Um, Wales could play that game tight and could manage a draw there. If that happens, we only need to tie Iran to win the group. There's just there's so many different ways that this can go. This group, I feel like, um, so, I really there's so many different ways. I really don't see okay. anybody in which Iran wins the group. <laughs> well, no, 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 <laughs> true. Okay, Iran yeah, that's fair. Group, I mean, but I don't think there's any group where any team could win. Germany and Spain. No, he's saying any team. No, no, no. I'm saying there's no group where four teams, all four teams, could win. I think the only one that gets close is Group H. Um, but we'll talk about that. I I really struggle to believe that we are a worse team than Wales. Um, No, we're we're I I agree we're a better team than Wales. Our issue is at center back. Walker Zimmerman is a fine MLS center back, no doubt about it. Um, but if you were playing in Europe, you'd be playing for like a pretty shitty like Europa League team, probably. Um, yeah. And the other center back is still a question mark. We don't know who's going to be there. It should be Tim Ream, in my opinion. But we'll talk more Agreed. about the later. Um, but I just think head to head, we match up like we are better across the board than Wales. Yeah. The one X factor is going to be Gareth Bale. His first World Cup. How yeah. will he perform? So Wales. Bale has, he hasn't played 90 minutes in like. A year. Months. Yeah. And and then he's going to Qatar in the heat there. Well, he's been in LA. Yeah, but he hasn't played. Yeah. But he's but usually but the heat, I don't know about the heat. I like I see what Ben's saying. Yeah. The heat is the heat, I don't think is gonna be as much of a factor for him because he's been in LA. Now LA's not LA hot. in the summer versus Qatar in the winter. It's a I feel like it's a different heat though, right? I've been in California, yeah. it's like a dry heat. There's no humidity there. I don't know about Qatar, but I mean I saw that video of the it's England the desert. Day. And yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that he will be a little bit of a factor. Especially for Gary. It's not as much. It's going to be a factor for everyone. So it should I be think- noted they have a no golfing rule. Um, Now, does that actually motivate Bale to want to lose the group so he can play golf while he's scheduled to be there? Or, or yeah, or does he, and he, does he not play good because he doesn't have a release? He needs golf. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He brings a Wii, plays Wii Sports Golf. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, be the group, difference. Group C, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Um, we all have, in that order, as we have, um, Argentina should roll. That should. being said, yeah, big emphasis on should, right? They're on this massive unbeaten run. Um, you know, you can talk about the teams they've actually played during that run being very poor. And almost, in a sense, trying to juice that run. How many I don't know times how far they played this... Brazil? Okay, yeah, yeah, Ryan, calm down. I'm talking about the game, like the last like 15 games. Since, since say, Copa there's America. a Copa America. Yeah, since Copa America, they have played basically no one. And people love to say, "Oh, they beat Italy in that like big." Uh, <laughs> Who Look cares? at Italy's lineup in that game. <laughs> Italy did not care it... about winning that game. And Italy didn't make the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. That's also so. Cool. Um, they should roll, though. The big question here is Mexico-Poland. Yeah. who play each other the first match there. That could be the deciding one right there for... It should. I think if you, you win, your, I think more or less you win, you're in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that being said, a loss hurts Mexico more, I think. Because I think Poland could beat Argentina. I don't think Mexico could. Mexico? I, I, I don't know. I don't think that that's... Mexico, I think we have touched on this before that... Um, not, maybe not on the pod, but it's been a year since we talked. So, but uh, but that Mexico turns up for the World Cup, and I think a little bit of you know North America, South America, similar styles of play, a little bit um, between Mexico and Argentina, where it could match up well for um, Mexico. Whereas Poland, I don't know. I just feel like they're they're going to be two different two different styles of games that Argentina's going to have to play against but I don't see one necessarily being easier for Argentina than the other it's more of an argument that i think Poland have a higher ceiling than Mexico in the sense that you know this is the world cup last world cup they kind of finessed the system to get into pot a um and ended up crashing out coming in bottom of their group they don't have that expectation almost this time no one is sitting here like going, okay, they were in pot A, they should have, they should easily go through. Everyone's like, I've seen most people are picking Mexico over them. Yeah, because Poland do crap in big tournaments. Very fair. They don't have a good track record, but they're going to play against a Saudi Arabia team they should beat. Um, and yeah. they have, they will have the best player on the field against Mexico. You could argue that they have the best player in the field in every game. No, you can't argue it for Argentina. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't think right now that they, Lewandowski's playing really good, but like Messi Messi's also played. is, and Messi's, Messi's Messi very very good. Messi's been insane. Not to mention, I guess we should say, uh, talking about corruption here, I could totally see FIFA just hand in the World Cup to Argentina just to give Messi a World Cup. Yeah, they will do everything in their power to make. Like sure. I think there will be some sauce PK calls for now for Argentina. I made I made that bet every game. Argentina win a penalty. And I, I, think wait, I wonder think what odds can we get on that? I don't even know the odds, but I think it would be profitable. I might have possible. to look it up right now. Um, let's go to, possible bet? Let's go to group Probably D, is. Uh, where we have France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia. Any thoughts? I'm shocked that we have a we have a, a a split on this group even. So I don't know who has who, but um, Joey and I have, have Denmark. Yeah, wow. I mean, yes. Look, Denmark was good at the um, at the Euros. Um, and they'll still be good at this. It's Tom, just. Are I, you arguing that Tunisia is going to go over Denmark? No, I'm saying we have France tied with Denmark, Ben. <laughs> Yes, me and uh, Ryan both have Denmark sure. won. All right. I thought you were arguing <laughs> that Denmark should have been out. And that no, no, no. I think this is one of the easiest groups. Who cares about Tunisia and Australia? They're both yeah. not going to... We say that, but the World Cup winner has failed to advance in like three straight World Cups. Yeah. I know this. Well, that's true. That's good Germany's point. group that was a good bad point. last World Cup. Um, It was Germany, about that Sweden, when I was doing my, Korea, my Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Um... What was Spain had a tougher group, I would say. Um, Spain had Portugal in there. And Italy, I don't believe, had that tough of a group in 2010. Oh, oh yeah, in 2014, Spain had the Netherlands. So, so you had a match of the World Cup final in the group stage. Yes. And they Chile. had Chile, then they had Australia. Yes. Yeah. Um, France should get through. 
but there are a lot of issues I have with backing them to go far in this tournament and to win this group. They're struggling right now. They are not in good form. There's a witch doctor that's potentially casting spells <laughs> on Mbappe. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. Their midfield also looks very I weak. forgot about the witch doctor. On yeah. The yeah, I mean, their midfield, they're going to be starting Chuameni and Camavinia probably, which is great. They're fine players, um, but they're young as well. Let's not forget that. Um, this is their first World Cup. This is their first big games for France. I don't have doubts about – well, actually, Chuameni struggled his first few games for Real. Right? He said the shirt feels heavy. I think he said in an interview, I believe. Something around those lines. Or maybe Enchilotti said it about him. But, like, he has performed well now. But, like, this is yeah. going to be a big games. I think France are lucky their first game is not against Denmark. Oh, I know. I do agree with that. That is true. Uh, they're going to need some time to get going. Um, they're they're a team that's has set up themselves for what, like six years around two players, that being Conte and Pogba. Yeah, and both of those players are not here. So yeah, it's for sure a question mark. The only benefit I think that that there is is that both Kamavinga and Chumeni are somewhat like for like replacements they're very similar players into um yeah well maybe not have but, the work rate of conte um no the, the ability of pogba but they're sound they're, they're all right yeah um i think one of the biggest losses that people aren't really talking about is Nkunku. Um, I don't think he would have started because the Champs loves to play defensive. He probably would have started Griezmann at Cam anyway, which is baffling to me. Um, it isn't even defensive because, I mean... Yeah. Well, it, they really just play... They play defensive and then throw Mbappe and Benzema and Griezmann up top and say go score goals. That's, yeah. that's what France does. True. And then they have Paul Pogba to link the defense to the attack. A lot he can play a long ball like nobody up. A lot of pressure is going to be on Camavinia or Gendozi or whoever's there to do that. Rabio. Do you think that Gendozi will play? Because I don't think he will. I meant Rabio. I think oh, Gendozi's yeah. in the squad, but I meant Rabio when I was. He <laughs> is in the squad, yeah. yeah. Um, it, might pl- Rabio might might be their guy just because he's got the experience. He's sort of a rougher like, and he, he's not he's not as much of a. I feel like Kamavinga is a little bit more of a. Flare, not flare player is the right word, but like I feel he's like more of an eighth than Rabio for a little like, further up the pitch, maybe. I feel like Rabio complains like Verratti, just just the feeling. Um, like Verratti real, will complain quick, at everything. Going back to Argentina, Argentina to score a penalty are right around plus 250. That's which it, is so, which seems so low. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, that would not probably not be profitable full full uh, full tournament unless they only played in the group stage. But yeah, um, France. I think no one doubts they have more talent, but Denmark. I think play more of it as a team, and they'll have confidence. They just won their Nations League group over France by beating France twice. That's true. Didn't and they, they'll have Ericsson back that they didn't have it for most of the Euros. Um. Denmark have a sneaky good team. They do. I don't um, know if it's sneaky good. They they have a good team. I I just yeah, and they I, don't, I don't know depth, but they have a talent and they have a system that works well. And talent plus system, especially in 
um, international football sets you apart. You got a lot of teams with talent, a lot of teams with systems, but when you can combine them right, that's when you win tournaments. That's true. That being said, the winner of this group does go to the easier side of the bracket, presumably easier side, right? The bottom half of the bracket is presumed to be easier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it is easier. Well, we say that. Oh, oh, I, I see what you. I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, if things shake win. out the way we would think that they would, it would be the easier one. But they, yeah. they won't shake out that way. No, they certainly won't. Let me look at what happened to the Euros. That was crazy. Um. All right, Group E. Another very interesting group. So Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, Japan. Um. Interestingly enough, the loser of this, the second place team in this group, I should say, is on the easier side. So. Yes there may be value in not beating the other team when Spain and Germany play. Um, I've seen some people say Japan could be on upset alert here to like do decent against one of these big teams and actually upset them. I disagree. Um, I do think Japan beats Costa Rica. I think it's crazy you guys have Costa Rica ahead of Japan. Costa Rica is probably like a bottom three team at this World Cup. Um, yeah, would uh, Japan's um, some like no, but, but I, mean, I think Japan has more talent. Like, how many Costa Rican players can you need? One. Like, Joel Campbell? Kaylor Navas. Kaylor Navas. Yeah, Japan I mean. Still have, like, Minamino. They have Dachi Kamada. I think I said his name right. He's, um, uh, like, fifth in the league goals right now. He's doing really good. They have a lot of players in, in form. Takafusa Kubo. He's Tamiyasu. Yes, Tamiyasu. Yeah. Um, and they have some other guy too. I forget his name. Um, and they also have a very experienced team. This is the same, most of the same Japan Japanese players that made it out of the group last World Cup and made it to the quarterfinals round of sixteen. Quarter round of sixteen. They lost to Belgium, but they were up two nothing in that game. Yeah, Belgium. Beat I don't know quarters. So yeah, it was the round of sixteen. Yeah. This is an interesting talking point. Speaking of Belgium, I'll bring it up when we get to the next group. <laughs> Um, but Spain and Germany both loaded with young talent and having underperformed at the last World Cup. There's pressure on them. Um, Spain obviously went far in the Euros, arguably should have won the Euros. I think they were the better team than Italy in that semifinal. And then they probably they were won. absolutely. Um, I, Germany, I would agree. Germany also looked good in the Euros. Um, despite losing to England, that's a game Germany probably should have won if you watched the game. Uh, Thomas Muller missed a breakaway right before England scored. Um, there was a lot of different things in there. But now this Germany team and Spanish team are both, they could be led by very young, two of the youngest players in the tournament, in Jamal yeah. Musiala and Pedri. Yes. Um, the two that, front runners for a young player, uh, you would say. Yes, them along with Bellingham, I would say. Yeah. But I also want to throw in a shout for Mukoko. 17-year-old, I think, has a good chance actually of starting striker if they decide that, I was going to throw this also, that Mueller can't play striker. Uh, Mueller will not be playing striker. So who would you play then striker? Out of... I would play Havertz there. Okay. I don't think that's his best position. But... So then who would you start underneath Havertz if we're assuming that he plays a 4-2-3-1? It'll, yeah, it'll almost certainly be a 4-2-3-1. I would play Havertz, Musiala, Muller, and Sané. Sané probably isn't healthy enough to start, so it'll probably be Navri. But that's the ideal formation, I think, for Germany. Okay. If you can keep the if you can keep the Goretzka 
Kimmich. Yes. Um, so Gretzka, Kimmich, Wolf, Sorry, Muller. That was oh my dude, I was getting so frustrated. I was uh, that was my big problem at the Euros. Listening to another yeah. podcast, and they were talking about how Gundogan's going to be starting, and I was like, no, he, no, he's not. He almost quit the German team because he didn't play. Yeah. Um. That being said, if Germany wanted their best eleven players on the field, Kimmich would play right back. Yes. And Gundogan would play in the center. I just don't think, especially this World Cup, I think a six is going to be very, very important. And Germany does not have a real six besides Kimmich. So I think it's very, very important for Kimmich to play. Um, Yeah, and Goretzka, I think, is a very similar play to Gundogan. They're both very good at arriving into the box and scoring. They're perfect games. Very true. I just think Goretzka is a better player. Yeah. I think there's... And and why break up a three that plays together at the club level? A five. It just is... Yeah, you've got that well, iron block. So they could, they could have true, 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 true. Well, I, I meant I was focusing more on just like the midfield itself. But but yeah. you're right. You throw you throw Sane and and Musiala in there as well. Um, I have a separate five that I would like to bring up. This is the midfield five. Um, I have Mukoko playing striker in this team that I built right, and I have Sane and Gnabry as my wingers right, and I have Muller playing the ten, and Musiala and Kimmich playing as the six and eight. I think that Musiala, he has shown that he can play a defensive role in that midfield. He's young. He's still adaptable. Um, and I think he has that flair that an eight would need, kind of like that Gundogan type. Um, I think he has a defensive capability with someone like Kimmich playing alongside of him to fill yeah, in Yeah, so he has played there for Bayern before um, when Goretzka was hurt. He's not as good there. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think his perfect role would be the 10. But when you have a guy, the experience yes. of all, you need to play him at the 10. There's a less freedom there. Um, I would love to see Kai Havertz just play as a false nine and let yeah. Mueller run in behind, let Musiala run in behind. And in all honesty, Mueller could play as one of the outside attacking mids because they're not wingers for Germany. They're attacking mids. Yeah. And Musiala could play underneath and run in behind. Musiala has, I think, leads Byron goals this year. Yeah. He's very, he's. I think he, I mean, if Germany are to go far, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a, a couple. Yeah, yeah, I think especially, too, it would be good for, Mo, like, Muller does well from the right side, too, um, yeah, from, like, that that position. So um, I do think that that suits, I, I, I like that a lot. Um, And then I think the question for Spain is, right, where will the goals come? No one's doubting that Spain has one of the best midfields. They will dominate the midfield in games. They will dominate possession. Um, led by Pedri, and I would th- I think Rodri is going to be the six for them over Busquets. Although I'm not positive, on I that. wouldn't I wouldn't put it over him to start Busquets because like I, I last year as he started Enrique, it's um and then he, third, he could just throw out Busquets, Gavi, and Pedri and be like, all right, we're done here. The third no sentence I think it. there is more debate about right. Um, if he really wanted to be defensive, I guess he could play Rodri and Busquets with Pedri. Um, I don't think he does that. But I think with no striker, that's with no real good striker. I think that's impossible. You could almost plug and play anybody at that third center mid, though, right? It could be Koke, it could be Gavi, it could be. Um, you could even play Llorente there. Yeah. yeah. Which who? That's who I would argue probably should be there. Um, Koke did start center mid no friendly yesterday. Would like to point that out. Yeah, but I mean, this is yeah. I take much he from started that. Gavi in that as well. So he started Gavi, yeah. Um, yeah. He also lost started Ansu Fadi, who almost certainly will not start. Oh, yeah. I mean, man plays 20 minutes a game for Barca because we don't want him to get hurt. So Enrique is <laughs> probably going to do the same thing. Um, I guess another talking point about Spain real quick. 
They just called up a uh, ball day. Alejandro ball day. Alejandro yeah. who starts over Jordy Alba at the club level. Yes. If Jordy Alba has a bad game, um, most likely against Germany, <laughs> does he does he get benched? Right. They also have Jose Gaia on the squad, right? No, Gaia got hurt. That's why. They oh, Gaia was got replaced. But I think Laporte could start left back. He started left back in that in that. Friday. And then what? You start uh, Eric Garcia and Pau Torres. Yes, that was... Laporte would provide more defensive solidarity. Well, I mean, again, I. I think he would be intrigued. I, although Luis Enrique seems like someone that wouldn't just thrust in. Yeah. Is he a teenager? Balde? Yeah, he's 19. Yeah, he's 19. Yeah. Thrust a teenager into a starting World Cup spot. But yeah, we... So none of us really think that Costa Rica or Japan have a chance to go through. No, I no. think there's a good chance Costa Rica don't score a goal in this tournament. Oh. Oh. Um, it's... I think it's a good chance. I don't think it's a great chance. Germany have a leaky defense, to say the least. And I think are the more susceptible of the two big dogs in this group to not make it. Well, I mean, Eric Garcia is possibly the most error-prone defender of the main contenders so in this I, tournament. I'm so. an Eric Garcia hater. I didn't think he was as amazing as everyone hypes him up to be. But <laughs> he has really good games, but he's just slow and weak and he's not tall. Short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can get caught off, but when he's on the ball, he can play some beautiful passes. All right, I would uh, only be surprised if no team, if any team scored zero goals. I would be surprised if that happened. I would not. I would not. Um, Saudi Arabia scored one goal at the last. Okay, Saudi goal. Arabia is the exception. That is and the I exception. believe it was a penalty. Saudi Arabia is the one exception. Um, okay, Even Group then. F. Group F. Belgium, Croatia, Canada, and Morocco. Um, this is an interesting one. It is, especially with what I predicted. I, I would argue this is closest to the group of death. Ooh. Um, okay. As far as, not so in, insofar as that any team can get out, I really don't see Morocco getting out of this group at all. Um, that yes, they have talent. They do have a new coach, which is a big deal because now Hakeem Zayek Ziek is playing for them again, as is Maserawi, who both had big disagreements with the old coach, or they just didn't play for their national team. Um, Morocco will arguably have the best player in every single game on the field for them, um, except against Belgium in Hakimi. I think he, oh, well, all of Alfonso Davies is better as well, but yeah. Hakimi is oh, a, but... a special player. I don't know if you guys saw the 90 minutes. Um, they did like a ranking of like the goalies, defenders, midfielders, and attackers. And they hit Akimi, the number one outside back above Kinsello, which I just disagree with. Oh, he hasn't had a great start to the season. He's Alfonso Davies should be ahead of both. But... Um, Alfonso Davies does not play left back for Canada. One thing you said, do you think that Hakimi is better than Modric right now? Um, I think I would rather have the 20-something-year-old who gets up and down the field more so than, like, the 37-year-old, yes. Okay. Well, you said that Morocco would have arguably the best player in every game. Yeah, I think, I think that's Wait, 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 wait. They play Kevin De Bruyne. I said except against said against, oh, except against I didn't Belgium. hear that. Um, <laughs> I don't think Morocco is the best think... player in any game. I think that Modric is better for Croatia. I think that Alfonso Davies and even um, um, Jonathan David 
could be better than um, Hakimi in these games. I think our Hakimi is the better player than Jonathan David, but I think it, depending on the day, I think Jonathan David could definitely be better than Hakimi in that game. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of a, like a stupid thing to say about a striker versus a, an outside back. It's like you, yeah, if a striker scores two goals, I mean, yeah, yeah, he could be better on the day. Like, yeah, I mean, he is Canada's, I think, leading goal scorer. He has like 24, or he's like very close to being their leading goal scorer in the history of their national team. Um, but he's not even their best player on the team. Alfonso Davies is, who yeah. is also hurt right now. And there's questions on whether he can play full, yes. a full 90. Um, that's my that's this, my only reason that he that I have I have Canada last. This group is really I so first. I have Canada second. I we think have Canada, Canada in out. every single position in this group. Okay, we do. <laughs> um, I think so. I think Croatia gets a little too much hype. I think if this was a group of Belgium, Denmark, and Canada, I think I would pick Denmark to win this group. I would pick Denmark to win. I, I actually, yeah, I actually agree with that. Belgium are rather shaky right now. I mean, they just lost a friend. An old to, uh, Slovakia, Slovenia. I have Belgium getting. Um, through. I don't have them getting through. Oh, Belgium lost to Egypt. Excuse me. I have them winning the group. I think they're the best team. Um, We've said that about Belgium for years. Yeah, they have I mean, they're still team. ranked second. They've never done anything. Yeah. Cool. They made the they semis beat last Brazil World in the last World Cup. Yeah. Yes. Made it to the semis last World Cup. Made it to the semis of the Euros. At the same trophy cabinet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I lied. They, they, they didn't make it. The they got beat by Wales. You're right. They, they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, Belgium, like I said about Morocco, but they will have the best player on the field every game in yes. De Bruyne. And yeah. the issue right now is that they're going to have to rely on Lukaku and Eden Hazard. Didn't Lukaku get hurt? Yes. Lie, Lukaku's hurt right now. Yeah. Questions about his fitness. Eden Hazard, I don't couldn't tell you the last time he played 90 minutes in a game. Yeah, it's yeah. probably been like five years. <laughs> I, he I plays mean, a lot more than I think you guys give him credit. He he has gotten 90 minutes. Hazard? Yes. <laughs> He's just not as uh influential I'm, as he used to be. Actually, I'm scrolling through right now his matches played. Um I'm right now all the way to January 23rd, and he's only played 79 minutes as a max. Oh, he got 90 minutes last time was December 19th, 2021. So against we're almost a year. a year. Almost a year we're approaching. Yeah. yeah. Who did he play against in that game? Who? Cadiz. Cadiz. No, I can't do it. Yeah. You can say Cadiz nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, Belgium are definitely vulnerable. Croatia, I think, are as well. But Croatia do have probably the best... No, they do have the best midfield in the group overall. Yeah. With Modric, Kovacic, and then uh, Brazovic. That being said, I think a lot of Croatia's magic last World Cup came from Perisic, who's four years older now, obviously, and Rebic, who has a disagreement with the coach and isn't in this team. Rakitic as well. Rakitic as well, yeah. But I think that Brozovic kind of fills that spot. I think that Rakitic. Yeah, Bro- Brozovic is. Well, uh, Rakitic was definitely players. way more attacking, though. Yeah, I mean, Rakitic practically yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the thing about Croatia is that their defense, I think, got better. Um, Joseph Vardial. Uh, Vardial. Yeah. yeah, the young center back from Leipzig is very good. They have very good attacking outside backs as well. It's just a matter of if they will be able to live up to their reputation at this point, right? They made it to the semifinal or the final last World Cup. The expectation is for them to at least 
make it out of this group. And I don't know. I think there's a chance that Canada could at least get a result against them. Yeah. Canada dominated CONCACAF qualifying. They did. That's why I have Canada going first. I think that they'll come out and surprise us. I think those guys have a different fighting spirit. Um, that sounds dumb in a World Cup. Everyone's got a fighting spirit. But I think that their determination and their focus on this is going to be it's going to be something different. I think with the performance they had in CONCACAF, they have a lot of momentum on their side. Um, and I think that Jonathan David and um, Davies. Yeah, are... I mean, Jonathan David is the best striker right now in this group because Lukaku's hurt. Yeah. Um, and they're X-factor players. I think that if they're on their game, they could completely change this group. If they're not, then Canada's screwed and they'll get fourth. But yeah. I think that those two players are the difference between first and fourth. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the question will be uh, Alfonso Davies' fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Group G. Um, one of the more straightforward groups with uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Um, I'll tell you the first bet I placed in this World Cup was for Brazil to score over 10.5 goals. <laughs> I think Brazil yeah. should score at least seven or eight in the group stage. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't think anyone really believes Cameroon has any chance to get out of this group. <clears throat> Except <not>. Samuel Eto. <laughs> yes. Cameroon is one of that the guys so deluded. They do have Chopin Moden. Chopin Moden is on form. He has been yeah. on fire for Bayern. Um, and he also scored in their friendly, I think, yesterday. I mean, um, if if a team has a bad game and Chapu Moting can snag a goal. Chapu Moting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. But Brazil probably beats Cameroon four nothing. Yeah. Um. The real question here will be Serbia Switzerland. Will be seven one. I think so, there's a chance Brazil scores over ten in the group stage. They Never could, mind they could. the competition. I think there's a chance they could in the group stage. They definitely could. They could. They could bang in a good amount against all of these teams. Um. Serbia Switzerland. Switzerland. Uh. They're a tournament team. They perform yeah, they in these are. tournaments. They have a track record of doing so. Um. You can go back to the 2014 World Cup. They should have beaten Argentina. They were unlucky to lose that game. Um, 2018 World Cup, I do believe they got out of the group again before losing to Sweden, I think. Could be wrong, but I believe that's right. And then in the Euros, they knock off France and lose to Spain in penalties Mm -hmm. after Spain missed the first penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, point out though that they lost to Ghana 2 0. Yes. Yes. Um, With a good team. Look, I think Switzerland is good, but I think Serbia comes out on top. Um, I think think Serbia has the better talent, I would would say. I mean, what formation does Serbia play, though? That's that's what I don't know. Serbia typically, I think. They've got mid. They've got their their strikers are loaded. They've got so they're going to start if they're healthy. That's another. There's a lot of injuries here because of course it's worked out in the middle of the season. Um, Vlahovic and Mitrovic are both not 100. percent Yeah, but they should be starting. You also have Philip Kostic. Kostic is a great wing back. Tadic is a Tadic man. Yes, phenomenal player. And you have Milinkovic Savic. Yeah, they they could. I mean, I've seen a lot of people have them as their dark horse to yeah. go far yeah. in this tournament, which yes. talent-wise, they definitely could. I just, <clears throat> me, I'm the only one who picked Switzerland to go through, I believe. And that's just what you were saying earlier. They're a proven tournament team. I think they can get it done. 
Yes. Uh, At some is... point, though, Serbia like will have to become like it's just the fact that their players are, I think, across the pitch better than Switzerland's pretty much. Uh, you could argue at the yeah. defensively, maybe not so much. Um, I believe Serbia are the type of team that they just like hug maybe it. they just they just clear the ball up and let Mitrovic, Vlahovic, and let all their talented players do the work. Um, definitely in goal, Switzerland's better. I couldn't tell you who Serbia's goalie is. Um, and Jan Sommer is very talented and has been the reason behind East. them winning a lot of these games. He broke yeah. the record for saves in a game against Bayern this year with like 19. And the game against great games. His PK shootout performance. Yep. Um, in the Euros, yep. In the Euros. In both games, matter of fact, against France and then against Spain. Um, he performed very well in both of those shootouts. Um, but I just think Serbia, I think they have they have a good chance. I mean, they topped Portugal in qualifying for this World Cup. They beat, including beating yeah. them twice. Now, one of those games I do believe was the big controversy about Ronaldo scored and they didn't call it a goal. Like it yeah, crossed the line. That was the they, meme game. Yeah, like yeah the, where it, it crossed the line fan. and they yeah, somehow like VAR somehow didn't see it, or they didn't have VAR at that stadium or whatever. Yeah, but still, they beat Portugal, which is an accomplishment of itself for a team like Serbia. I don't know. It's tricky though because Brazil plays Serbia week the first game, Switzerland plays mm-hmm. Switzerland. That's why there is some potential money here to be made. If you bet Switzerland to go through now. And then after the first game, when Brazil presumably beats Serbia and Switzerland presumably beats Cameroon, you would then bet on Serbia to go through. Mm-hmm. Okay, pause right. here real quick because yeah. I've just seen something absolutely r- ridiculous. Um, Wayne Rooney today said that he thinks England's going to beat the USA for nothing. Um, Rooney, unacceptable. I. This I is um, crazy to say guess as an Englishman. So, look, if, if it wasn't Gareth Southgate as the manager, yes. Yeah. England absolutely have the talent to smack around the U.S., but they won't. They're going to play defensively and just try to possess the ball. And yeah. Honestly, Win one nothing. Up, we match up very well against that team, the way that they're going to play and the way we're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I don't it, think that's that crazy to say. No, I, I'm I'm being a little jokey, but I, I still think, think like, hey. Yeah. That's the right attitude. I disagree. I don't think we can score four goals against any team. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's finish up the groups and then we could go into deep dive on the um, US because that's that's kind of in deep group dive. H, we're already an hour in. <laughs> in Group H, we have Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. Um, I think it's a pretty much lock who we have going through for this group. I I think this is a group of life. I think with everything going on with Portugal right now and Ronaldo, I think yeah. they're absolutely susceptible to A, not winning the group. I have Uruguay winning the group. B, not even making it out of the group. They've done it before the 2014 World Cup. Euro 2016, they should not have made it out of the group. But because mm-hmm. the rules changed and they got third place teams and they did. Yeah. They did not win a game in regulation until the final in that tournament. Yeah. Um, And then the last World Cup, they lost to – oh, I'm blanking – who they lose to in the round of 16? Because it was supposed to be like Argentina had fr- France, and if Argentina and Portugal won, they were, they would have been playing each other, right? Oh, I'd like to say it wasn't a good team. Who did France beat in the – I think it was Uruguay. That sounds right. Uruguay beat – France beat Uruguay. 
Yeah. So Port so Uruguay beat Portugal in the round sixteen. Round of sixteen, yes, they won two one. Great memory. Shout out to myself. Um I think this Uruguay team is better than they were four years ago. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Godin, Suarez, and Cavani are all four years older. Um, and not as influential. Godin probably doesn't start. Although I really am not positive about that. Um I think it's a back three, but they'll probably but, with Fede Valverde, I mean, is there a player more in form in the, at the World Cup than him? Uh, I mean, you could Luciala, say Messi. Luciala, Messi. Akpo. Neymar. Chupu Moden. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hate that that's actually like a name that you would put in. I hate that. <laughs> but as far name. as center mids go, I don't know if there's anyone playing as good as him right now. Well, I mean, how I much do they play him at center mid? To be fair, I oh, I think they'll play him at center. They will mid. play him at center. Well, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. but like, yeah. I, I um, think they have a chance to have the best midfield of the tournament. Um, Bentancourt uh, is hot right now as well. I yes. think those are two of the most informed center mids that they in the tournament, honestly. I think and, paired together, they have the chance. This is why it's a bold take. Obviously, on paper, you're not going to think, oh, Bentancourt and Valverde would be the best center mid pairing, but it's a chance. I think that they could. Shot yeah. people and the winner of this group gets the easier side. Yeah. Um, I think it will be Uruguay. I think they absolutely have every chance to win this group. I think Darwin Nunez provides a spark that they haven't had in that team. Um, he gives a I fight think, to that team as well. I think they will be good. That is one of the bets I placed already as well. I only have three bets in so far Brazil over 10 and a half, and Darwin Nunez over one and a half goals. Yeah. I don't think it's a success uh, to say that. And the other, the third bet is Thomas Muller to score one goal. He should. He should. He should. He's a World Cup yeah. guy. He's got ten yeah, World Cups. Though I mean, he had five and five, and then none in twenty. Well, yeah, but that was all. That was a team effort. The team played bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame too, because if he had got like two of them, he would have been very live to break the record. Now it's Hansi Flick. Yeah. I mean, the things are a little different great, now. Great manager. Um. Best manager in the tournament, probably. So South Korea and Ghana. I'd say um, so, Ron. I'd say Berhalter has a chance. <laughs> um, South Korea very reliant. Just wait for his back pass. Youngman's son, who we don't know if he's playing. Hey, well, he will play. He doesn't know how much, right? He said he would risk like a massive injury to play in the World Cup. Um, I don't blame him per se, especially when like a small country like South Korea. This means a ton to them. Yeah. Um, Ghana are an interesting team as well. The lowest, actually, the lowest ranked team in the World Cup, Ghana. Okay. Um, Surprised by that. That being said, they did have a manager switch recently, like in the last year. And they've also managed to recruit tons of players that aren't really like Ghanaian because of mm -hmm. FIFA's rules. So Tariq Lampy, um, Salasu from Southampton. There's a bunch more too. Uh, Inaki Williams of Spain, who formerly of Spain. Yeah. Um, whose brother is in the Spain squad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they have a lot of talent, and I think they beat South Korea, and I think that they finished third. This is also the same Ghana team that I do believe beat Portugal at the last World Cup. No, no, I'm wrong. They, tied they were in the same. In they were in 2014. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ghana was not at the last World Cup. Um. I do want to. I think we should mention the fact that that, that like 
how gross I think it is that the Ghana team that qualified for the World Cup is a, like the players that made up that that squad will likely most of them will likely not start at the World Cup. And I feel like that's really unfair and I don't know what they could do about it, what the rules can be about the nationalities, but something feels wrong about the fact that this team qualified for the World Cup and it's now a completely different set of players. That's yeah, so I think they could change that rule to just be like you can't play for um, a national team during the cycle in which you change. Like you would have to change beforehand. Mm-hmm. Change before qualifying? Yeah. yeah. Or like you would have to have played in so many qualifying games or something like that. Before well, changing. I, mean, I, think I think it should be you have to be declared for that country before qualifying. Well, or during qualifying. Yeah. yeah. Say like a I mean, year before, something like that. It was almost like they announced before. all of these people switching nationalities, I think like a year ago. It was like, also after that. I'm pretty sure it was after it they was qualified. After they qual- it was, I do believe yeah. it was after they qualified. So it's like these players they, knew that they were going to have a chance to play in the World Cup. That's the only reason that they yeah. were they yeah, going to do that. That's why they're representing Ghana. I have no problem with that. I would do that. Um, from a person, like, no, from I would them, be upset if I was one of the players that qualified. Absolutely. Right. And then that's where I'm, well, I'm thinking. Yes. All right. So we talked a little bit about how some of these teams could be potential dark horses. Um, who is your guys one dark horse team? And I, when I say that I'm talking about a team that isn't really predicted to go far, but going to like at least the quarters. Okay. I'll start off because we're just talking about this here. Why is my dark horse team that I think not many people would expect to be that good, but I have them going to the semifinals. And they are my team as well. I do not I have them going to the quarterfinals or the um, semifinals, though. Yeah, there's always a team that gets into the top eight, top four, that not many people are going to expect. I don't think that the top, the final four teams in semifinals are all going to be top five nations. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I think that Uruguay would be a team kind of like that Croatia example um that sneak in there so interestingly though you have Uruguay beating Brazil in the round of 16 I have them winning the group and getting the easier path and having to play Serbia in the second in the round of 16 to make it to the quarters yeah which I think is much more believable for them and I think more uh would make more sense for them to go far would have them they would need to win the group I don't think they could they don't think they could lose against Portugal and then beat Brazil that seems like Unlikely to me. Well, who says they lose the Portugal? They could have tied them theoretically. Yeah, true, 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 true. Good point. Good point. My thinking was not kind of adjacent to the group stage. I kind of went about the group stage my own way, and then once I got to the knockout stage, I thought about it differently. I just, I don't know. There wasn't much like, oh, if they they couldn't beat Portugal, how they could beat the Brazil? How could they beat Brazil? (laughs) I knew that I wanted Uruguay somewhere in the sevens. I wasn't thinking of it more as a matchup, but where I thought teams could make it, because I knew my group stage positions were going to be wrong. They're going to be messed up. You know, might as well keep where I think teams could be possible. Yes. I didn't really think much of it about the matchups. Yeah, so you have Uruguay beating Brazil and then beating Spain. Yeah. And then losing to Argentina. Yeah. yeah. I have them beating Serbia and then losing to Germany. In a game they could definitely win against Germany, though. All right, Ryan. I don't, in my bracket, I do not really have a dark horse. The most dark horse I have in my bracket is the U.S. just because I picked us to beat the Netherlands, which, I mean, could happen. But I would say, just going off of my bracket, looking at it, 
honestly, based on my bracket, it's Qatar. I mean, they play England in the first one. I mean, England could drop. England could drop a dud, and look, I would, dude. and with and with bias, Qatar pay them off. I mean, you know how electric, I, like how the memes and the the craziness <laughs> of Qatar beating England. I mean, it would the, England might burn down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys remember when they lost to Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if Sargent scores a goal against England in the group stage. Oh. We beat we beat England in the group stage, and they lose to Qatar. <laughs> well, that they wouldn't end up. They wouldn't end up. Hey, well, unless Qatar wins their group, it's possible. <laughs> Qatar wins their group. Oh my gosh! Right, if that happened, then we would have to seriously like a massive audit would have to happen of the World Cup. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't I mean, even no, need to Qatar just that. Being it's second would put them on the more favorable side. Because, like, in my bracket, like, say Qatar beats England. Then they play Denmark. Denmark, you could beat. <laughs> then Qatar would play Spain. Spain can make some errors. Spain oh my Qatar gosh. The sure. final. <laughs> but, no, I, I don't think that Qatar will make it that far. Just based on how my group stage is. That's the team that I think would be most likely to. Because, like, Uruguay, I have them playing Brazil. I don't think Uruguay beats Brazil. Tyler. Yeah, I don't think so yeah. either. The purpose of predictions, I don't think Brazil would lose to Uruguay. But don't you have that? I do have that. But, again, I wasn't going to He had Uruguay far already, so he was putting them – He was. they were beating whoever he had. Yeah, I I had my dark horse being Uruguay. I wanted them in the semis. So whoever they're going against, like screw it, they're winning. So okay, that's fair enough. Uh, my look, my my quarterfinals like all chalk. So um, to pick somebody like kind of like Ryan to say like they don't really necessarily have a team in my bracket that is a dark horse. I think the team that's gonna perform the best, and I I, I know I. It's a little cheap because there's other people who are picking them, but I do think Serbia is going to perform pretty well and is going to look like a solid team. Um, and so while I do think that they do lose to Portugal um, in the round of 16, I think that they, I don't know. I just, there's, they've got a lot of pieces there that, um, that I like the only, especially cause my, I feel like my groups are also kind of, um, chalky but i think mexico would be my other one where i would say they could put up some mm -hmm. good performances in group c where i i just that would be a a, a performance where we come away and be like oh mexico had a good world cup because they played really good in the group stage okay and maybe they give a run in the round of 16 but lose i feel like that's what mexico typically do they play well then they get then they play like brazil in the round of 16 and then you're like oh yeah well, it's hard to beat brazil right like and i don't have like ochoa yeah yeah it's like i, I you, they're gonna lose to france but oh well they they had a good they had a good run I don't know if they're going to lose to France. I mean, I don't have a play in France. Yeah, I mean, Mexico just isn't going to get out of the group. That's what's going to break the curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to uh, the USA. Um, what we've been waiting for an hour into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when the roster got announced, there was a lot of uh, contention from fans. Uh, Ricardo Pepe being left out is, I think, really the big one, especially if you're mm -hmm. going to argue about form, keeping other people in the squad. But why is Haji right in this team? Haji has been on form. I think it's, it's why Jesus Ferreira in this team. 
But like we've never even seen, we've hardly ever seen him play for the U.S. Men's National Team. In a, in a, he has not played in a World Cup qualifying game. I don't think, right? He has like two appearances, one goal. But like, but did he play at all in the World Cup qualifying? I don't, I don't. Maybe. Um, look, I just think it was. It's just kind of ridiculous to leave Pepe in the squad when he wasn't performing, and then to leave him out now. Yeah. That's unfair um, to Pepe. Yeah, that's the biggest issue I have with it. Um, I also think Mark McKenzie probably should have been in the squad as a center back. Instead of Aaron Long. Yeah, Aaron Long being in the team is funny to me. Like, yes, he played like all throughout qualifying. It was good. Well, mm, me, was, uh, he was he performed well what in the knockouts. I mean, for what the qualifying was. Yeah, it was in like the what gold cup he played really good in or uh the nations league or whatever. But he's been really bad this year for new york red bulls um so yeah it'll be interesting to see like i don't think anybody knows what our best starting 11 is i don't think greg berhalter knows what the best starting 11 is and i think that's an issue i think he thinks he knows what the best well yeah obviously um, he's going to start who he yeah. thinks it, he who he thinks it is but i don't think well no anyone... i'm saying like i think he has a lineup i think he has a lineup right now and he's like this I is it and i think it's wrong i think it's wrong so, i think i know i think what he's going to roll out is wrong I think the lineup is going to be Turner and Net. Um, I think we all agree on Jedi yeah. at left back. Yeah. Tim Ream with Walker Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right back, I think, will be Sergino Dest. Um, mm-hmm. I do not think he plays 90 minutes. Um, wow. And then you're going to have. I would rather start Yedlin almost and then bring on Dest if we need him. Yedlin is more solid defensively. Sergino Dest can barely defend. Yeah, I think if a right back is being subbed, it would be Dest coming out. It would be Dest coming in to provide some offensive spark rather right. than him coming out. If that's what should happen. It's not what Greg Berhalter yeah. is going to do, which is like Greg. I mean, it's a big di- like. There's there there is what should happen with this U.S. Men's National Team squad, and there is what Greg Berhalter will do with this U.S. Men's National Team squad. Look, Berhalter and Southgate are in a competition for who can be the worst manager. Um, look, it'll, I personally think that Tim Weah will start. I don't know if I agree that he should. Um, I think Brendan Aronson absolutely has to have a place. Pulisic absolutely has to have a place. And Urena absolutely has to have a place. I think Urena is more influential than Pulisic. You're saying absolutely. And who are you? You're leaving out Musa then. Um, No, Joey's leaving out McKenney. I would... So McKenney has fitness issues right now. That's why. I think, yes, if he's healthy, sure. Um, I do think the five subs will come in handy because I do think we have depth where we have previously had it. We have plenty of offensive depth. depth. Um, yeah. It's tricky. Um, Musa and Adams should play as the six and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, or the double pivot, if you will. McKinney should be the third center mid. And then you're going to run Pulisic, Aronson, and... Reyna in some form up top. That's what I have. And I right now have Reyna as a false nine center forward. I think because we need someone that's big. He's our biggest guy out there in the offensive. Um, besides Tim Weah. Positioning. Besides Tim Weah. But um, I think Aronson and Pulisic are better on the wings than Reyna would be as well. So Aronson definitely because Aronson has he, – he comes back. Aronson defends very well. Yeah. That's why you could argue. Aronson that. has to be on the right. You could honestly argue that Aronson could play as one of the center mids. Well, he plays. He plays camp release. 
the, the, um, United, yeah. the United States has a lot of flexibility, I think. Agreed. I think that that attack is very, very fluid. And I think it's, so as crazy as this sounds, if things do work out for the USA, it is within reason to suggest that they could make it to the semifinal. I, I don't think that's crazy. So well, what do you consider, Wait. what is work out well? As in yeah. USA wins their group. Okay. And the important thing is that Denmark also wins the group. Okay. Um, yeah. This would result in us playing Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal in the round of 16. Yeah. Um, and then probably Denmark or Poland or Mexico. And even against France, honestly, after beating mm. – after winning a group with England, we might have confidence. We won a group with England. France. I don't think beating France would be – I think it's harder. I, that's, it's, I prefer to absolutely. play Denmark. Um, we could yeah. beat Mexico in the quarterfinal. Yeah, well, Mexico won if we win, if we win the group, then they play Mexico could play France. And if it Mexico is, beat yeah. France, then yeah, US same thing can happen in the World Cup. Um, I mean, no. cities would burn. And you know what? If things got really crazy, right? Um, this is all speculative, but let's say Belgium don't win their group. Let's say that's Croatia or Canada. Um, and let's say Germany falter again in the World Cup group stages, and that's Japan. Now, all of a sudden, we could have a semifinal against a Portuguese team that we've had plenty of success against before, or 2014, Uruguay, a team that yeah. we tied like a year ago. Now, granted, we were not the better team in that game, but no. we we're not fully healthy. Um, and you know what? Heck, who knows what happens? Maybe South Korea or Ghana wins. <laughs> there is a path I think for we're, USA we're... to make the semis. This is this is getting but crazy. things have to work out in their way. Absolutely, there is a much more reasonable path to say that the USA could make the quarters, and I think they could beat the Netherlands. Yeah. That being said, if we win our group, we absolutely should make the quarters. Yeah, yes. we'll be the better Assuming team. Assuming that the Netherlands yeah. does not come in second for some strange yeah. reason. Yeah, that happened to me when I was playing as the U.S. I, 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 I came in. No, I won the group, and I was playing the Netherlands in the first round. Who won that group? <laughs> Senegal, because they had Mane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Senegal in the final in that World Cup. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I think we have a decent shout against the Netherlands. Maybe that's yes. just me being an American and being biased, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, think my optimism good. has grown a little bit. Mine too. I um, mean, we are the underdogs in that game, but like what we did with Belgium in 2014, we were in that until the very end. We should have Arguably won. We should have won. Arguably we should have won. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, though we say arguably should have won, yeah, but Tim okay, Howard yes, had the game yes. in his life. We probably should have got blown out. We got <laughs> rolled over on the game. If Chris Wondolowski just leans his his body forward, maybe an inch. Well, first off, let's just be realistic. Chris Wondolowski took Landon Donovan's spot at that World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Donovan doesn't miss that. Anyway, yeah, I think the expectations for the U.S. bare minimum is get out of the group. Anything less than that is a failure, Absolutely. especially with us hosting in four years and if you look at uh, dude, our team is the youngest team at this world cup in four years we're gonna look so we should be so good yeah we, we actually should be, we actually should be decent look in four years time if we're not ranked in the top 12 consistently because i know we were 10th like a, like a year and a half ago or something like that 
Um, I think it's a disappointment. I think that's a failure for U.S. soccer if they don't if they yeah. don't get into the top ten deservedly in the next four or five years. Yeah, I mean, look, Eunice Musa will be twenty three. Gio Ren will be twenty three next World Cup. Pulisic will be like twenty seven or thirty or something like They'll that. They'll still be youngsters by yeah. the time twenty twenty. Yeah. That's yeah. what's crazy about that. Yes. Like our core of this team is all like 20, 19, 21. That's wild. And I think yeah. that we're not going to see it, all this talent that we have. That's not stopping. Like we're going to keep seeing not. levels of these Americans be pumped out every single year now. I think yeah. that U.S. soccer is here to stay. It's not just this fad that's happening recently. I, I think that American soccer is getting better. It's just yep. at what time do we fully emerge into a nation that says what we better, are here, we can compete? What better time to do? I that think that's twenty twenty six World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to the knockout stages. We could talk about the USA for days, but we'll keep it moving. Um, round of sixteen, Netherlands USA. Um, the Netherlands should win this game. There's no doubt about that. But yes. the USA definitely could. We should um, say we're going off of the our consensus. We're going yeah, off of what our average is. Yes, were. yeah. This is a lot harder to do for the knockout stages than a group. Do you just want to go to the semis or quarters? Because I feel like the round of sixteen, we all had just yeah. Crap that's teams. fine. So let's let's go to the quarterfinals, and this is a more or less what a very chalky quarterfinals. What you would expect yeah. to happen in games. I do not personally think this will happen. I think there will be at least one or two. Yeah, I don't think any yeah, of there us has to be. agree with um, this. So the quarterfinals the- of Argentina and Netherlands, a rematch of the 2014 quarterfinals, semifinal? Semi. Semifinal, yeah, in semi. which Argentina won on penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think the Netherlands Argentina... shouldn't have been in that game. <laughs> um, I think Argentina should win this game. Um. Mm-hmm. That being said, the Netherlands, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, let's see how the tournament unfolds. I I plan on watching the first group stage game for every team very closely because it tells you a lot about the team. Um, so, so you plan on watching every first game closely? Yeah, more closely than I'll watch like the second games. Yeah, okay. that's also important for betting wise like i need to see what teams are actually looking like absolutely Um, but this is an argentina team that besides the last copa america has kind of struggled in knockout tournaments um yes they have gone far if you will right at 2014 world cup they made it to the final um but last world cup they lost to france in the round of 16 yeah they lost to the two finalists in the last world cup (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they just had a tough um, draw, I would say there. A tough draw because they didn't win their group last World Cup. Yeah, because they played the second best team in the World Cup in their group, which <laughs> you could argue they could have been like the fourth or fifth best team, but we won't know just how seeding works <laughs> out. I guess that's a fair statement. Um, but I would argue. I do think the, the most... thing that they have going for them this year is the fact that they are not as overly reliant on Messi as they have been. They they have a more stronger squad that is a solid unit. Especially at the back. Yes. Scaloni coming in has really helped that team tremendously. And I would argue this is the most informed team in the World Cup. Um, they have not lost 
a game since I'm scrolling back right now. I think it's the 2019 Copa America final to Brazil. That's the last time they lost was July 2nd, 2019. Yeah, the last time Brazil and Argentina lost were, was to each other still, I think. If so Brazil has a team lost that hasn't America. lost in three and a half years. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this Argentina team, and I, I have them winning it all. I agree. I mean, our semifinal, not not to surprise anyone, but we have Argentina Brazil in the semifinal, and I would say those are the two best teams at this World Cup. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would be an absolutely insane game for the two of them to meet in such a late stage of uh of a yes. tournament uh, in the World Cup. I mean, the the ramifications behind all of this too of possibly I, I wouldn't say it is Neymar's last chance, but who yeah. knows? Who yeah. knows where he's where He said he's retired from national football after this year. I know what he says, but like who knows? Will he? Um yeah. Yeah, um Definitely Messi's last World Cup. Maybe mm-hmm. not definitely, but most likely. Um, and two teams that just and, – and whenever they step on the field, somebody is going to get – like somebody's going to bleed. <laughs> uh, so it's just – it would. Uh, I just – I can't even – that's not yeah. even to mention the possibility of in the final a Portugal-Argentina f- uh, finale, which would be – could be absolutely zero faith in Portugal to get far in this tournament. I agree. Oh, no, I don't. I have. I. I. I'm totally on page that um, I do not think that they will be there. But I if think they it's were, unfortunate that Argentina and Brazil are likely to meet in the semis. Agreed. Um, some mm. might argue that FIFA might say, "Hey, Argentina, you should lose your group. You should come in second, so that they could have your dream." Because tell me, tell me what the dream final is for FIFA. It's Brazil, Argentina. Or Brazil, Portugal. Uh, it's Portugal, or Argentina, Argentina, Portugal, Portugal versus Argentina. Yeah. Um, I think Portugal, Argentina is the dream. But I, and, and I think they, if, you got to get another European team in there. I think that their dream would be like an Argentina. No. It's Argentina no, versus Brazil no. or Argentina. The, yeah. the dream is Messi versus Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, yeah no, no, no. I know. I said that. I said that's their number one. Um, but I'm just trying to think of markets. Do they do they rather have a European no, team in there? Maybe not. Brazil doesn't matter. Too. I think I a better market. A better market would be Argentina versus Portugal. Because if you do Argentina versus some European team, you're going to conclude France or England. Then the rest of the European countries won't care as much. Every country will care if it's Messi versus Ronaldo. Um, Well, I know I agree with that. I I also think that it's unfortunate for Brazil. I think Brazil would rather play Germany than Spain. Yeah. Like in my bracket, I have them playing Germany. I think they are uh, the Spanish team would give them more problems. Um, yeah. Oh yes, England France would be quite a quarterfinal. Um, what do I? I oh, I, I have just, England Denmark. I'll be honest. I don't problem have teams. I don't have confidence in that to be a matchup. Yes, it should happen. But again, I think I've been vocal about this enough. I don't think France will perform well in this World Cup. No. In my bracket, I do believe I have England Denmark, and I think in my original bracket, <laughs> I had Denmark winning that game. I wouldn't be surprised if Denmark were to beat England if they played England. Like the original bracket I made, I'm pretty positive I had Denmark in the final, and I was like, I have to change this because I don't <laughs> actually think that this, this will happen. I was way too high on them. <laughs> I do that. I do that every March Madness where I have like a like a like a six seed or something go into the the um into the 
final four or something and i'm just like wait this just can't this, this can't happen <laughs> yeah um and then germany portugal we have germany going through so they make the semis argentina brazil england germany two um, heated rivalries here yes england and germany have plenty history especially yeah. in the world cup um <laughs> yeah with <laughs> yeah they're there if might they be meet, some if they extra... meet, do we get a do we get a bar down goal here that's called by VAR? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be. Especially if it was super controversial, like like the thinnest of margins. <laughs> like um, like City Liverpool. That was margins. that John Stones clearance. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then we have Brazil winning, and then I think we were pretty split on Germany or England there. I have I... Germany in my final um against brazil and i think that i don't know if brazil would be rooting for that or not yes i think brazil would rather play germany over spain in the quarters Mm -hmm. but like you're talking about in the final a team that the last time you played them at the world cup you they demolished brazil seven to one embarrassed demoralized those players yes a lot of those players careers were not the same after that Specifically, Dante, David Luiz, yeah, uh, Paulinho, Oscar. Uh, yeah, look, so many names. Like their careers were basically ended that day. That's the worst beating that has been handed out, possibly in the in like the modern history of the game. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst one. In the no World question. Cup semifinal, in your Semi- home turf. Yes, in Brazil. That's like <laughs> that was such a. I remember watching that game. I think I was on the phone with my dad when like Germany started scoring goals. I was like, "Oh my god, they just scored another!" <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. I remember the pictures of the people in the stands who yeah, were like, "I mean, I would be devastated. It was hard to watch. I remember watching it. It was not hard. I was that that it was, was it was very that was hard. one of my favorite games that World Cup. <laughs> no, it was hard to watch. You started seeing the fans cry in the 60s. Yeah, that was tough, but yeah, that game it's was iconic. so bad. Schurler came off the bench and scored two goals. <laughs> dude andre Scherer had three he had he had a very important goal in the World for Cup. two years yeah. germany beat algeria in like the 120th minute because Scherer scored mm. people forget that was like the round of 16 game they could have been that, that was the game where neuer was crazy off his line probably um i mean there's no more iconic there's the the most iconic score line in the history of the game seven yeah. one yes. you say i mean Absolutely. it just it yeah. evokes everything yeah yes yeah. great great memories um <laughs> Let's move on to the awards here. Golden Boot. I have Neymar. Um, I desperately wanted to pick Richarlson here, but there are not guarantees that Richarlson starts. Despite my beliefs on whether or not he should or not, and whether or not he's actually healthy enough to do so. But the striker for Brazil, I think, should bag goals. I think there's a chance that Neymar plays as the as a false nine as well. Yeah, there's a chance for that. They have ran that before with Rafinha at the right and Vinicius at the left with Paqueta and Casemiro behind him. And Fred. Um, That's the weak part. I don't know why you would try to start a striker and then put Neymar at Cam. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's every argument that Neymar should win the golden boot. He takes penalties for Brazil. He takes free kicks. And then if he's doing that in Brazil or winning, why should he not have the golden ball as well? That's that's a fair. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Yeah, if he if if Brazil wins and Neymar is the leading goal scorer, it's a given. I mean, it's there's no question. Um, I don't see Neymar being. I think somebody else is gonna be the main goal scorer. I see Neymar as the creator of this team. Yeah, and I get no, the I get the pens and I get the I I get the free kicks and everything, but I just don't think that's Neymar's role. And I don't know whose role it's going to be to score the goals, really, right now. It's, it's going to be Richarlison if he starts. It, it is, but it just should not. It's just it's, <laughs> finishes also. Um, I think a live choice here. Yes. Yeah, I I think especially because, I mean, maybe Martinelli. I mean, there are. Well, the thing is, their group is not going to necessarily be a counterattacking group. They will have the like. The both all three teams I feel like are going to sit in again. I mean, every team's going to sit in against Brazil, but those three teams I think more than a lot of other teams will sit in. Well, um, it's tough to say. I think Switzerland definitely will. That's just what they do. Um, Cameroon's an interesting team. I think they'll try to sit in. I think they'll just get smacked. Yeah. Um, Serbia, I think they will try to as well. Um, but they have the attacking talent to hurt Brazil. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm just trying to think them. about like what, 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 like Vinicius, and is he going to be? Is he going to have the space to yeah, really you're that get a lot of be, goals? He would be better if they were countering. Yeah, okay, I see. Yes, yeah, that's fair. Um, and again, again, so I think Neymar. Right. Um, no, that's true. Now, Tyler, but, you yeah. have Neymar also winning the Golden Ball, but you have Benzema with the Golden Boot. Yes. So it's because I have France in my final and I think that Benzema will be I, I think that they're gonna rely this is gonna be such a Benzema centric team, especially coming off a Ballon d'Or win. Um I think that even more now that their midfield's all jumbled up and because too many and Kamavinga play with Benzema at a club level, that they're going to that's gonna be their best um their best place to feel like familiar and stuff. So I think a lot of balls will get played into um, Benzema. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I just hurt. think that he's, he's the, he's their guy. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, but is, look, is anybody in this world cup a hundred percent? Really? So my question is, and I actually don't know this answer. I think pens do play an important part in the golden ball race. And I don't know if mm-hmm. he takes pens. I think you should. Um, he should. And Mbappe did yeah. miss his penalty at the Euros, which caused them to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and Griezmann, who took pens at the last World Cup for France, I mean, I think Benzema takes them. I think, I think it's, it's hard to I say think that Benzema the does. winner shouldn't be taking the pens. Um, yeah. Should probably blackmail somebody if he's not. So. Griezmann has been successful at pens throughout his career, and he bagged plenty of them at the last World Cup. I think he had two mm-hmm. or three that were penalties. Um, Ryan, you have Harry Kane. Yeah. Speaking the of ball. speaking of penalty takers, Harry Kane will take penalties for England. He should play every single minute that England play in this World Cup, barring an injury. Um, he's Four England's best. Out. He's England's best creator and their best goal scorer. Yeah. All in um, one. You look at that England team. Um, it's tempting for me to want to place a bet on Raheem Sterling to lead the team in goals. He is currently eight to one to do so. Mm. Um, I think if Raheem Sterling were in not like just awful form, I would be tempted yeah. to place that bet. But he, he does, we don't he, think he does seem to come to life for England, and he will be a starter yes. despite whether he should you... be or not. <laughs> Gareth Southgate. I don't know. Him. 
I know, but it's Who's just so. Um, I think know. it should be Foden, I'm... Kane, and Sterling. See, I think it could be Kane. I think it could be Foden and Saka. Um, um, I think that would be fair. The I think that'd be fair, but I don't think that happens. I don't think Sterling. I think, I think I just don't... is so reliant and so loyal on his players. But he's played Saka so much in the Euros. It's not like he's not he loyal to Saka. Yeah, but Raheem Sterling also was second. What led that team in goals? Led that team until, until the end when Harry Kane scored uh, against Germany. And I'd like to think he scored another one later. Yeah, he scored against Denmark to take the lead from Sterling, I think. Look, I think he already had enough reasons. Sterling did not perform well at the Euros. Let's not act like he – like all the goals he, he had goals. were tapping. Look, He had Megan Rapino goals. He did. <laughs> he did. I, I was watching it. I was watching all the goals in the Euros again, and I, they were just all tapping. <laughs> and he like – when he had the ball, he just didn't do the right things yeah, with Ster- it either. He shouldn't be a starter for England, but he will. I think that, that. I, I think that it was it was borderline already at the Euros, and now that he's he just I mean, I would some, be shocked. Some of these performances of Chelsea have just been shocking against Iran. I don't think it's that shocking though. I mean, he has. I don't look. I agree. Chelsea. I agree. But you're talking about Gareth Southgate here. This is an This is not an argument about Saka or Sterling. Get I, it? Yeah, I I know I understand the the argument, but um, maybe man, I, I I guess I don't I don't uh, I have too much faith in Gareth Southgate. I is, guess. It is the best team, is the best player on the best team in English football right now that we're talking about. Bukayo Saka is the best player on the best team in English soccer. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're going to say, is he the best player on Arsenal? And you're also just saying best team, but you're really, the team in so, first place in the Prem? I think we should emphasize that. Yeah, it did. I know. City is a better team than Arsenal, but right now <laughs> we're top of the league. Um, just want to, you know, top of the league. Um <laughs> I video podcast, but that's fine. Ben's pointing to his Arsenal play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think based on form this season, Saka hasn't been our best overall player. I think he's top three for us. But I think overall, I don't think you can count Saliba as Arsenal's best player yet. And I think that Thomas Partey has not, I don't want to call a rapist our best player. Yeah, um, I refuse to. I, I mean, <laughs> so. Um, not a lot matter. Sorry. No. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, I think that Harry Kane will bag the goals. He's a proven goal scorer at international tournaments. Yes, so he is. A trend that we all have is both of our golden boot and golden ball winners we have in the final. I've, I have England in my final. I have them facing Argentina and my golden ball winner because of that is Messi. Yeah, I mean. Because I think the winner of the Brazil-Argentina semifinal wins the tournament. It's just a matter of who you prefer in that game. And yes. I'm very biased towards Messi. I'll admit that. So I want Argentina win this World Cup out of realistic teams. I'm rooting for the U.S. first and foremost, obviously. But it, we shouldn't make it as far as Argentina makes it. Um, yeah, Argentina is the world's second team. It's the world's second team. I'm not rooting for Argentina. And your second place. Oh, okay, because, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, Joey's going to be rooting for Germany as his second yes, team. Yes, I will. Okay, but um, you know what I mean by saying the world's second Tyler team. It's like the Cowboys are America's team. Yeah, you know, it's obviously not everybody's rooting for the Cowboys. The nation you're going to root for that you have no connection to. That I have no connection to? He's, he is German. Cut, Qatar. His, his story, like, <laughs> um, heritage. You're going to root for Qatar over Argentina? Yes. 
I'm oh. actively rooting against Argentina. Okay. Wow. So do you I support? I remember watching Argentina um, play Croatia, you, and I, I was laughing when they were losing. It was fun. It was great. You would rather root for Qatar? I mean, you would rather support a bribing, um, okay, okay, uh, okay. no gay rights <laughs> nation? I mean, that's wild, Joey. Okay. I would rather root for any other team in this World Cup than Denmark. Argentina. Oh, easily Denmark, too. Yeah. Do it for Ericsson. Hell yeah, dude. Um, And then, Ben, you have Ronaldo winning the golden boot. <laughs> that's laughable <laughs> right now. Messi Lots. winning the golden ball. I think that this is the first time in two years now that Ronaldo has something to play for. He's angry, and I think he's going to finally get minutes. He's disrespected. He's been disrespected. He's He has something to play for again, not only because it's his last World Cup, um, but because the world is against him right now. And I think that he's going to take that and really go for it, um, give it his last run. And I know he's probably one of the most out-of-form players on the planet right now. But it is Cristiano Ronaldo we're talking about in his last World Cup. I and think he will take pens. He will take pens. He's the, he a, will he's be really the target man on that Portuguese team. Um, and so I think that my sleeper pick for Golden Boot and winner will be. Will be <laughs> I also one. think uh, the Portuguese team is another team like England um, that doesn't play how they should. They play far too defensive. Um, they have so much attacking talent. Bernardo Silva, r- realistically, Bernardo Silva should be their most important player, and the offense should run through him. It yes. won't, but it should. Rafael Leao, um, like so many other players. Nuno, what's his name? The guy on Wolves. He's looked really good. Nuno Mateus, is that his name? Might be. You guys it's, know yeah, in the center mid. And then they've got Cancelo, Nunez, they've Nuno, got Dallo. Nuno Mendez, Diego Dallo, who's not going to play, even though he's... Honestly, play Cancelo center mid. I would not be out. surprised if Mendez does not start. I would... But then they've I think got, no, like... Nuno Mendez is very good. They've got, like, Jao Patinha, they've got... Paulinho. Jao Paulinho, William Carvalho, it... Danilo Pereira... <laughs> A flood of sixes there, even though Danilo. Don't they have Vitinha as well. Yeah, Didn't he get called up. Yep. He yep. was so good for PSG. Him and Verratti are PSG's two best midfielders. Speaking of PSG, no Renato Sanz left out of the squad. Yes, despite criminal, the, criminal. The golden, uh, the young player of the tournament at the Euros. Renato Sanz just provides something that no other player in the Portuguese team would Which or is... does right now. He's got that engine. He's just so yeah, dynamic. He he is an engine. He, it's such a shame his career came crashing down. Yeah. Ooh, um, but then he built Joey, it back up. That's on Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, where were, where do you put? Or would you say you would put a Bernardo at Cam for this Portuguese team, or would you play him wide? It's, so it's tricky, um, right? Because Bruno's there. They're gonna play a six, and then I personally would play Bruno and Bernardo just as eights. Play Bernardo in the role he plays for City, where he plays in the center, but he goes up and down the field. Um, Is Jao Felix playing in your team? So, I got to look at their forwards. Jao Felix is not in good form. I want to bench Ronaldo, but I can't bench Ronaldo. Ronaldo will be starting. Yeah. Ronaldo will be playing striker, and Leao will be playing left wing. I think Bernardo Silva plays right wing. 
Um, so Bernardo fits into the team best at right wing and kind of just yeah. tucks in almost. Let's lay out yeah. and Ronaldo do their thing up top with then Bruno Carvalho and sort of in the Ruben Neves. Ozil I think, role. Neves I think Ruben Neves gets that eight role. Ruben Neves will probably start for them. Um, whether it should be him or not, like Mateus Nunez is probably better. So is Patina. Um, but I think Ruben Neves will get the benefit of the doubt to start with Jao Felix coming from the bench for either Ronaldo or, uh, yeah. Leal. Yeah, I agree. Um, young player of the tournament. We've talked about this before. It's really a three-horse race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedri, Musiala, Bellingham. I think whichever team goes farther, that player gets it. Barring an injury. There. Yeah. Um, it is also important to note Germany and Spain play each other, right? They do. Whoever looks better in that game could very well end up winning it. Yeah. Pedri will not score as many goals. Musiala should score the most goals of those three. Musiala sure. should have the most goal involvements of those three. Um, but Pedri dictates the game for Spain in a way that Musiala does not. Mm-hmm. Um, hear me out. Pedri to win the golden ball is currently around 65 to 1. Now, if Spain were to make the semifinals of this tournament, Let's say Spain win the tournament. I think they have a decent shot. That was a big jump. Let's say Spain makes the semifinals. Look, I said semifinals because the golden ball winner has to be a team in the semis or on, most likely. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's just say they win the tournament. Now, if you were to say that, who would you assume would be Spain's best player doing so? It's not going to be Alvaro Morata scoring 10 goals. That's not (laughs) happening. Um, That being said, I will probably bet on him to win the golden boot. Um. But, dude, such a bomb. Pe- I'm sorry. Pedri could have won player of the tournament at the Euros if Spain had won. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if Pedri chips in like one, two goal involvements, maybe a really memorable goal as well, like a yeah. banger per se, mm-hmm. Pedri is absolutely live to win Golden Ball. If Spain go far, it will be because of him and people will give him the credit for it. Yeah. Spain are not, they do not have someone that's going to score all the goals and some, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, this is why he needs to have it. It's going to be because of Pedri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that being said, I would lean Musiala for this award because he gets more involvements, goal involvements. Okay. I have Bellingham as my um, young player of the award. I think any of those three choices are realistic. And there's an argument, and I respect all of this. But I think that Bellingham is in a place where everyone has concerns over that England midfield. And I think if he, if England make it far, it will be because that midfield does start to perform. And the reason for that will be because of Jude Bellingham. Yeah, it's not going to be Declan Rice. No, it won't. So I was just going to say, I mean, look, Declan Rice might be the better part of that midfield, though. But he, in the tournament. The he just won't, he just. I know. I was. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. The problem is the connection between the offense and the defense. Declan Rice is like a fifth center back. I mean, a third center back. Oh no, he's not, he is not that defensive. Lines. I understand, but he's not going to connect the lines. Um, I mean, not as much as Bellingham will, but I look. Look, Jude, he, a six is not going to win. Is not going to win the Golden Boy. Jude but, is. That's not what I said. Look, Bellingham's no, I know. I'm saying I'm. Um, I'm agreeing with you. Bellingham is also captain in Dortmund at 19. Yep. Um, he is very influential. 
very talented player. And if England go far, I could see him winning the young player of the tournament. Arguably yeah. probably should. Um, for uh, Golden Glove, now correct me if I'm wrong, but this just goes to the goalie with the most shutouts, right? It's not based on stats. It's actually. not based on who's actually the best goalie. Should I pull, a, should said, I pull a Ryan? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't give my golden yeah. boy. Ryan. Oh, sorry, Tyler. I thought you said uh who are you who are you picking? Um, I, I think it's I think it's um I think it is Pedri because I don't know what role Bellingham plays in this um the England squad. Like I just don't know how the England squad works together with Bellingham in there. It's just something we haven't seen enough of. Um, especially at a at a tournament like this. And Pedri will play every game and he will be the conductor. And me, Musiala, again, we don't know the role. Let me throw a dark horse out here. Um, Cody Gakbo. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good choice. If we're talking about a player putting up stats, he should score. He's going to play basically next to the pie, a little bit deeper. Um, he should score. He should probably score a couple of goals. But Cody Gakbo is 23. Oh, is he too old? It's only 21 and younger. Ah, good catch. I thought he was younger. Wow. It's it's crazy young they make them play the award. It's not like the um end of year. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it like 24 for the Prem? Yeah, Holland's gonna, Holland's gonna win Trent, player of the year and young player of the year. Side yeah, man. Trent won it like four, three years in a row. First off, you shouldn't be able to win it after you win it once, but different. Yeah. Um yeah, so really one of those three players. Golden Glove, so who's going to have the most shutouts? I find it hard to believe it's anybody besides Allison or Emmy Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, the way these groups have been set up, Argentina, I mean, they should shut out Saudi Arabia. They should shut out Mexico. They should maybe shut out Poland. Brazil should shut out Cameroon, should shut out Switzerland. Maybe won't shut out Serbia. I could see that being like a 3-1 game. Um I just don't see like, and you could argue Larice as well, Tunisia, Australia, right? Yeah, you probably need four, five shutouts to win. That's a lot. That's a five lot. Of a lot. I think five, five is your lock. I think probably four is the five is your absolutely a lock. Five um, is you in a generational tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it'll probably be around four. If you get five clean sheets, that means you didn't concede a goal until the semifinals. Well. Or you could have conceded earlier, but you just didn't concede later. Yeah. Goals so are harder not... to come by later in the tournament. Usually. Yes. Usually. Um, you know, teams set up more defensively. But they're harder to come by for the good teams, but I mean it's it'll be interesting. Um all right. Bold predictions. This does not necessarily have to be what you had in your bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, but just give me give me a bold prediction here for the World Cup. I'll go first because we already discussed both of the players involved in mine briefly. Alvaro Morata scores more goals than Cristiano Ronaldo. I see. I don't know if that's bold, but yeah, hey, uh, I don't know either. <laughs> I think if you just just the statement is bold, <laughs> but in the context of this World Cup and what's been happening. Definitely I guess possible. I'll allow it. I guess I'll allow it. Um, I'll, I'll come up with another one. 
I would, I, oh, I hope they have that prop up again. Uh, DraftKings had for the Euros like player to score more goals than like another player. Uh, yeah, would love it if they had that. I would take. I'm, that gonna, up. I'm gonna put a really bold take. Mukoko, young player of the tournament, six so goals would, and three would... assists in eight starts this season. Oh, I thought you're, I thought that was a prediction. I thought you were saying, <laughs> oh, I was going <laughs> six goals. <laughs> Look, um, no, no, no. Mukoku, That's what he, has. <laughs> he scored a bang the other week for Dortmund. Um, this prediction, you're basically saying Germany's first game, Kai Havertz doesn't look good. Mukoku comes off the bench and scores and then gets the starting spot. Yeah. I think that's what would have to happen for that to have any chance. That's why it's a bold prediction. I think that if yeah, there's yeah. if there's any – besides the obvious three and then Gak – well, absolutely, Gakpo actually isn't even young enough. I think besides the obvious three – what other young player is even going to play? That, yeah. The entire U.S. Uh, men's Mo- national team. Moises, Moises Caicedo for Ecuador. But no U.S. player is really young player. I'm sorry. It has uh, to you you asked me who, what other players are even going to play. Yeah. And I answered your question. Okay. The yeah. entire U.S. Um, men's national team. Okay. Camavinia could as well. Is um, too many 21? I think too many is too old. He might be 23. Camavinga's 20, so he just barely makes it. 22. Um, dang. So too many is too old. Too many is turning 23. And you could one. argue Joseph Vardial as well if Croatia were to make a deep run. Because that would presumably mean they don't give up a lot of goals. Damn Scard old, too old. Yeah, Damn Scard's too old, I think now. He's probably 22. Dance yeah, I mean, it's a fair it. point. There's not many people that yeah. could reasonably win it. Yeah. Avi. Okay, well, but, like, if it's going to be a Spanish player. Like, it, yeah, I think they got it. I'm, but, I mean, Pedri but won it, it realistically, in the Euros. So I mean, I suggested. give it to him in this. And I just suggested Mukoko over Musiala. So, I think Gavi over Pedri is also not crazy. Look, um, Mukoku, it would, it would involve him becoming the starter. Yeah, I don't. You're not winning this award from the bench when someone like Pedri is going to play literally every single minute for Spain. Yeah, Musi. That is the other edge Pedri has. Musiala will probably not play every minute for Germany. He will be subbed out. Mm. Um, but Pedri's just a an engine. All right, Tyler, give me something bold and, here. Look, last time we did bold predictions, I would like to say before I get into my bold predictions, my bold prediction last year. Um, before the the uh, um, Premier League season was Lukaku what under I think I said under like ten 11. goals under fifth under ten goals or yeah and under fifteen goals all I think that worked out. Yeah, um, it did, but like let's keep in mind before that interview came out, Lukaku was at like eight goals or something like that, and then he like just didn't didn't play the rest of the year. Which so you were right, but I think in a sense you were also right for the wrong reason. Well, I said he wasn't. I said that he he wasn't going to play well at Chelsea. I said it was a bad buy. I said he didn't fit the system, um, and that that definitely was true. Yes. Um, as I was right with Ronaldo at Man U, but um, so actually, I don't know if this is bold, but I don't think Ronaldo scores. I think the line for Ronaldo for me is two and a half goals. I don't know if that's. I don't yeah, know if I that's think, bold. I think. His, I think uh... Maybe I need to set that lower. I think it, you should be setting it lower because I think his line is around two and a half if it isn't. 
All right. Well, they probably then maybe because he takes penalties. Um, I don't mind if you're going to say Ronaldo scores like one goal or less. I don't. I think that's bold enough. Uh, okay, we'll say Ronaldo just gets one goal. What does he have? Like, I think he has career-wise. This is just a guess. Like, what five World Cup goals? Six? Seven. Seven. That was close. Him and Luis Suarez are tied second with seven for active Mueller. players. Yeah, for active players. Interesting. But none of those seven have come in the knockout stages. Interestingly enough, Messi has never scored a knockout stage game either. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's crazy to suggest he doesn't score that much. Bold, I think, is like, yeah, one or under. I will go one goal. Ronaldo gets one goal. That's and it's crazy. a penalty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Add that in there. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um... My so I have a lot of bold predictions, I guess, if you will, for this World Cup and bold bets that I will be taking that I recognize are very long shots. One of which will be Darwin Nunez to win the Golden Boot <clears throat> at forty-four to one. I do believe in Uruguay and their ability and the path is there for them to go far. Um, another one is going to be for Wales to finish bottom of Group B. Which uh, I can see that. That's a good one. I think Wales have been probably the most lucky team at international tournaments the last few they've been to. So the last two Euros. Um, they had no business making it to the semis of that Euro 2016. They but had they no did. business. Yes. Yes, they did. Luck obviously is a factor. Um, but it's just a question of how long will that luck last. And I don't really believe in uh, – I think Gareth Bale will have one moment here, but I don't believe in him consistently being able to perform. And it's more just an indictment that I think, like, Iran are a solid team and could get a result off them. This would be probably them tying Iran with on points, but Iran going through on uh, a tie – or finishing ahead on a tiebreaker. Yeah. But I could see Wales finishing zero points as well what do you think um who do you guys think for us wins um like who within the u.s men's national team player of the tournament for the u.s men's national team i mean it should be pulisic i think aronson i agree with aronson i think it should be our best player yes i don't think that's wild to say well, I just don't think Pulisic is our best player. I don't think he's in form. I don't, I don't I know don't, if he's our best player. I don't either. disagree, but he is Captain America. Um, <laughs> I believe in Gio Reyna's ability to be the best player for our team. I don't think he plays enough to get that. I think he gets subbed out often because of his injury proneness. I think he gets subbed out for a guy like Wea pretty often. If Wea is yes. not starting. Yeah. To get um, if there's gonna be a guy you sub out out of those offensive options to get a to get Wade because Wade deserves minutes and he needs to be getting minutes. I think it's Reina only because of his um yeah no that's, that's definitely a factor. Um I also don't mind when Tyler suggested starting DeAndre Yedlin and then subbing. I think it was Ryan or, yeah, or yeah. Ben. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan said that. I kind of actually really love that idea of Dest being a sub. Now, that being said, you're not subbing him on if we're winning. Yeah. That's the issue, right? And Dest is one of the best 11 players we have. Um, so you're the suggesting thing with the... to, to not start one of the best players we have 
but he is a defensive liability. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, he is a very good attack and fullback. Yes. And I wish we had three center backs to be able to play a back five. That's the problem with the U.S. Our best 11 is just not what we can start on the field no. and have our best team. Um, our best 11 players on the field probably involves Tyler Adams playing center back, which he did do during qualifying a few games, but it is not his best position. Would it be crazy to play somebody? I mean, would it be crazy to play a back three of Walker Zimmerman, Tim Ream and Cameron Carter Vickers? Yes. I look Cameron Carter Vickers is an interesting name. Um, I think if there is someone to start over Tim Ream, it would be him. Now, whether Bearhalter feels that way or not, he would probably pick Aaron Long, which is ridiculous. But I saw a stat that Cameron Carter Vickers has not been dribbled past this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that crazy. I want to touch more on this formation tie. Who would you play at then left mid or left wing back um, and then the other right side? Brendan Aronson. Would you put Pulisic? No, I'm playing Dest. I'm playing Dest at the right side, um, and I'm not. Okay. No, no. I, I think honestly, I think here's an aim for left mid. I think Kenny. He, he plays uh, left mid for Juventus sometimes. I think a left mid McKenny isn't a terrible idea if you're doing a back three. But I want to. Uh, it's not. But um, I think Aronson would actually be a great wing back. I honestly think you could just play Anthony Robinson there. I think some of his best ability is going forward. I don't think oh, he's necessarily yeah. a great defender. But if we're playing, and, if we're playing a back three and you're putting both wing backs in, I think that's a bad idea. Then well, Dest isn't even a Dest is basically a winger. So I mean, it's <laughs> look, like look, the issue with suggesting the USA plays a back three is that you're taking an, away another attack. You're player. taking away an offensive player when that's already your issue. Is that we have too many offensive players that we want to get minutes. Because then you're going to bench half. They're going to have to bench either Reyna Pulisic or Aronson. Yeah, it's well. No, I mean you could bench a midfielder at that point. I mean you're benching Musa. You're trying to bench Musa, but Musa's a beast. Yeah, I don't know. You, I, I'll tell you. You're benching Musa then for Cameron World Cup semifinal day on FIFA. I mean, probably what I'm do actually, if we're being honest, we why not? Why don't we start Cameron Carter Victors as an outside back as a right back? Because he's not a right back. Yes, I think that's Dest. I mean, he used to he used to be an outside back. Look, he used to play outside back. His name is a name that should be in the conversation. Um, unfortunately, we don't get the benefit of if our center backs play bad, we still win. That's not going to happen. If Bearhalter messes up the decision on who will start at center back, we're done. It should be Tim, Tim Riemann Zimmerman. We probably lose to Wales. Um, so regardless of what you think about that. It's hard to say that then, oh, well, Cameron Carter-Vickers would be the starter afterwards, but it doesn't really matter. Our first game is a game that is a must-not-lose game. Um, yeah. Yes, winning this game would be great. Winning this game would put us basically into the knockout stages. Basically. Um, but losing this game virtually eliminates us. Because we play in the next game. I, and we I think it's all. Yeah. And I wouldn't. Wales could go ahead and then play Iran in their next game and win that game and be six points. England would be at four and we would be at zero, one if we had tied England. 
meaning a draw between England and Wales would be enough to get both of them through, and that would probably happen. Hmm. So as much as I want to say we are better than Wales, we are better than Wales, we should attack them, we should go at them. Bear Halter is going to come with the approach that this is a must-not-lose game. So I could see it being, let's play open the first 15 minutes. Let's go for it, try to get a goal, see what see what happens. Right There's that stat that in the first game for the USA, right? Um, there's been a goal in the first 10 minutes of like the last four times we've been in the World Cup or something like that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that Dempsey goal last. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I think we should go for it at the beginning of the game, see how it, it, the game flows, right? Um, I'm fully confident that Gareth Bale will not be on the field for Wales at the 90th minute. So you could argue that they might drop in to defend more then as well. I think that's the boldest take of the night. That Gareth Bale won't play, won't be playing in the ninetieth minute. I don't think he's capable of doing so. Okay. I mean, he didn't get subbed in for LAFC in that MLS final until like the eighty seventh minute. I think any player that is going to the World Cup is capable of playing ninety minutes. I disagree. Without injuries. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're professional players. It's not like they're some. Look, they're not high school players that haven't played. Yeah, it's fair, but you're gonna <laughs> capable is probably the wrong word. I don't think it's smart for Wales if Gareth Bale plays ninety minutes. Okay, he's gonna be super fatigued. It's it is super hot. Um, and you're gonna have a game with Iran where you will need him to be a spark because Iran are just gonna defend. They're just gonna sit back and play long balls and hope for the best. Roll credits. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have I think, the soundboard up. Look, the USA across the board should beat Wales. The only issue I see is that unfortunately we are missing a player, and I can't believe I'm saying this. We're missing a player like Michael Bradley. No. Let me let me <laughs> hear me out. Um, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Brendan Aronson. Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, what do they all have in common? They're all players that in transition will dribble out. We do not have a player that can pick a pass across the field and just play a spectacular long ball. All of them would rather dribble. If we, if, Michael look, Bradley is not that either. Michael Bradley could play a pass better than anybody in the midfield that we have right now. Maybe, his, but Michael body, Bradley kind of stinks. He, half the look, time I recognize Michael Bradley's not good. <laughs> Look, I'm saying I would I wish one of those three, right, McKinney, Musa, Adams, had his passing ability. I, I think Adams does to a degree. I think I it's don't. just shorter. I don't know if it's long. Yeah, so like I just wish we had a player that could pick a pass that could dissect a defense. Yeah, just which I don't ping a forty yarder across I, the I, pitch. I, I don't just yeah. And I think That's that could fair. become a factor against better teams. Um against teams that will sit up and try to just defend against us like Iran will. Looks like Michael Bradley's best FIFA card had 77 passing. All right, well, what are we doing here? I mean, let's not well, roll. Are you going to ignore the fact Michael Bradley could ping a long ball? Tyler Adams. FIFA. Look at his card. He's... Yeah, look at his card. I've been playing. Oh, wow. US he has 69 passing. Yes, he can't pass. I'm well, yes. Um, look, but like, that's what I'm saying. We do not have a player that can just ping a pass and just play a long ball. Like, Yeah, I think that's fair. And so, like, when we transition, it is off the dribble. 
which makes us a good counterattacking team, which is why we will match up well against England. Um, Especially against Harry Maguire, a historically bad defender. If we just had a player that could cut a defense with pass, and I think we'd be in a much better place. We just need to convince Tony Cruz to end his international retirement and change the system so he can play for the U.S., and then we'll be perfect. No, like, yeah, that'd be great. Imagine, like, Tony Cruz playing next to, um, like, Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney, two players that will dribble out, and Tony Cruz just can ping the passes. Yeah. If Tyler Adams could do one thing better, it would be just to be able to ping passes. Oh, true. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like saying that Tyler Adams in a perfect world would be benched, but um, <laughs> that's not what I'm suggesting. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I was gonna say I would, I would bench one, two of the other two captain. before. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that first game goes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of expectation. And uh, I heard someone mentioned it. I forget where, but there was like, this U.S. team doesn't have pressure. They don't understand the pressure that's put on them right now because they're so young. And we know that all the pressure is going to be in 2026. Yeah. Four years after being at the World Cup, hopefully making it to the quarterfinals, um, there will be pressure to do better in 2026. I think Burhalter's kind of done this throughout qualifying too, like where he's always kind of downplayed it. Well, this is a young team. We're learning how to do this. We're learning how to do this young team. Mm -hmm. And he says it so much that like, I think, uh, well, definitely the players believe it and that there is no, there isn't as much expectations on him. Um, But this is a team that at this point has played a lot of games together. So, well, but yeah, um, interesting enough, but it's also the first, the game against Wales will be the first time where Burhalter will have to choose Three out of the five from yes, oh yes, yeah, Aronson, yeah. Pulisic, Reina, Weya, and McKinney, right? Is that? Uh, I think the that's the time, five. Like, it's the first time like everyone's healthy. Like he yeah. will have every attack and option there. Yeah, I, I was just meaning from like a mentality point. I think it's interesting how Burhalter's been definitely on this tra- like trying to set the expectations very low for yeah, a young you could team. Argue that's and, one of the things he's done well. Yes. Because um, at the end of the day, there is the weight of a nation on this team. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of fake fans that have just come out just because it's the World Cup. But you're talking about a team where performing well could lead to a generation of success. Yeah. And more players getting into soccer. I mean, this is what happened in 98, right? Or 94. 94, yeah. Like, it's not a surprise that these kids that are on the national team now are their ages they are you're talking about 94 and introducing soccer into the u.s and then 98 2002 we make it to the quarterfinals this is 20 years later these kids are all 20 nope a good performance in this world cup leads to better performances down the line yeah, also, and and sets it up for twenty twenty six. Yes, I think we need it. Yeah. We need a. We need to at least make it out of the group and then have a good. Look, I'll say it right of... now: the bare minimum in twenty twenty six is the quarterfinals. Bare minimum. <laughs> I I mean maybe it's that's so far out. To I say mean, there's so minimum. much that goes into that because yeah, we is. could get the group of death. We could well, get no, like no, a no. Brazil. It'll be, it'll be sixteen groups of three. Oh really? Oh, oh, it's going to be the 40. So should, oh, my God. So we should have an easy group. <laughs> it's just a matter of how the bracket works out. Yeah. Um, 
going to be like us. We're going to get like freaking like Poland in our group. And yeah, it's probably. Gonna be like, probably oh. like USA, Poland, and then like Ghana. But Poland won't have Lewandowski at that point. True. True. Um, probably. Enough, so 2002, 20 years ago, was the last time Brazil was favored to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Um, and they won it. And they are favored to win the World Cup this year as well. But no number one ranked team has ever won the World Cup. So. Yes. That's a very interesting stat. Though so the very thing, Spain was Spain was the number one ranked team until April 2010. They were the number one ranked team from the 2008 Euros until so April like the 2010. Last rankings? <laughs> so then the very last one before, they dropped to two. And then how'd they, they won the how'd World they Cup. How'd they drop? Did they like, was some team playing like a... Brazil passed them at that point for whatever. FIFA rigging. They knew the curse. They didn't, so they rigged yeah. it. Yeah. Pain of second. Smart people would have seen that. Brazil probably like won the Confederations Cup the year before. Oh, and then yeah. it just like rolled over because it's yeah. like what does it look at like the last two mm-hmm. years or whatever. Yeah. The ranking. All right. Any other notes? I mean, that was a very uh, in depth preview. <laughs> I had a lot to talk about. Would have loved to done yeah. it individual pods for each group and whatnot but yeah anything else don't think so i mean no No, i mean just don't be surprised when the usa goes to the semis yeah maybe uh maybe we'll have a another pod here coming out to recap and do a definitely one at the end we'll definitely have one at the end to to go over the the whole thing Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah all right um I guess per usual here, we will uh, say goodbye. I'm not going to say it in a different language because, you know, go USA.